Revenue Rhino. I'm Brad Hammond, and this is the Lifelong Customer Podcast. We're interviewing successful sales and marketing leaders and discussing ways in which they're building lifelong relationships with their customers. Welcome to the Lifelong Customer Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Hammond, and today I have Travis Tyler from PandaDoc. Travis, it's really nice to have you on. What is up, Brad? It is good to be here, my man. Really excited. So tell me a bit about yourself and about your company. Yeah, so I've been in marketing for about seven years now. Started out originally in sales, but couldn't hack it. I did sales for two years, um, got pretty burnt out, and found myself more interested in the creative side, uh, the storytelling side, and was spending way too much time on my slide decks and not enough time on my actual pitch. And I said, you know what? Why don't I give this marketing thing a try? And I found my way into the B2B SaaS space, and I've been working uh, there ever since. I've been at Panadoc for just about two years and started out doing kind of a lot of, you know, your typical content marketing. So I was writing eBooks. I was working on co-marketing webinars with some of our partners and customers. I was writing blog content, uh, website copy, just kind of helping wherever I could when it came to the written word. And then my VP of marketing approached me and said, Travis, I love you, but your superpower is not writing my guy. And I said, okay, thanks, Sean, VP of marketing at PandaDoc, who's like my work dad. And he said, I want to I get you in front of the camera. I think that you need to be doing video content and uh, I'd love to see you try. And uh, so about a year and a half after that, I've launched a podcast here at PandaDoc called the Customer Engagement Lab. I have created dozens of product videos launch videos, social media videos. And yeah, we, we get uh, quite a lot of traffic from YouTube and uh, we do see a lot of people engaging with this video podcasting and multimedia content. So that's right. where I'm at today. That's amazing. I love it. And for those that don't know, could you explain PandaDoc a little bit and you know, the little bit of the story of the company, what you guys do, all that? Yeah, absolutely. So this will be a quick plug. PandaDoc is an amazing and affordable all-in-one electronic signature and digital document solution. So if you're needing to send and sign electronic documents, PandaDoc is a great option depending on what you're trying to do. So go check us out. We are probably in the top three for sure for proposals, contracts, and e-signatures on G2, Capterra, and some of the other big review websites. So don't just take my word for it, but go see what our customers are saying. And it's super useful. I use it to invite people onto my podcast all the time. I embed silly videos that I've created just for them into these proposals to come be on my business comedy podcast. And it's worked so far out of the 20 people I've invited, 19 of them said, yes, I got ghosted nice. on the one. So that one guy, I'm still trying, man. But yeah, so that's kind of PandaDoc in a nutshell. That's amazing. I love it. And from a marketing perspective, who do you tend to target? Who's your market and all that stuff? 
Yeah, it's anybody that needs to electronically sign documents. We used to really focus specifically on kind of your more traditional business roles or revenue roles like sales and marketing and customer success. And during uh, COVID-19 back in 2020, we started seeing a really big increase from sectors and verticals we just really hadn't thought much about, unfortunately. And that included HR education, healthcare, and finance. And those are verticals that we now definitely are talking to on a daily basis who are leveraging Panadoc software and products to do their job better and make their lives easier. So we really can help anybody that needs to just kind of do a better job of sending and receiving digital documents that are important to them. Nice. And you guys, uh, you're doing something pretty unique. You're telling me about creating this media arm and customer engagement lab and all that. Tell everyone listening about that approach to marketing. It's really neat and innovative, and I'd love for everyone to hear a bit more about it. Yeah, so a lot of this you know, goes down to the, the marketing leadership at PandaDoc. And let's say about a year ago, they saw the need for us to develop an entirely new team we call it engagement marketing and essentially think of it as journalists who get paid more <laughs> to work at a technology company than they would at a traditional media company. And they're storytellers. They're trying to track, sniff out, track out, and deliver and syndicate really good stories, whether that be customer stories, like you know, going something beyond your boring kind of typical customer case study. Uh, to launching a podcast um, and to creating a TikTok and doing a whole bunch of kind of fun, more entertaining and engaging forms of content. Now, Panadoc still does all of the traditional stuff, right? We still do have an army of freelance writers that work with our demand gen team to ensure that we are plugging and chugging all of our SEO content. You know, we're popping up in search engines, um, on YouTube, et cetera. Uh, when somebody needs a solution like Panadoc and, you know, mapping all of those key phrases. So all of that stuff still is in existence and it's still really important and it does still drive a lot of the traffic, but we're starting to notice that we can't always rely on Google's algorithms. And we want to make sure that the areas where we're really emphasizing and, and trying to grow and lock down is on community. I saw that the CMO of HubSpot about a month ago posted something that said product-led growth was the buzzword and you know the thing that everybody was chasing after from like 2010 to 2020. And now it's community-led growth. Mm. I can tell you a quick short story. Recently, we decided we need to up-level our video production efforts and we wanted to work with the best of the best. And my boss, Bethany, who is a senior content manager at Panadoc, tapped into her network, her community, which is a revenue collective community. If you're not a part of it, go check it out. It is a pay to play. You do have to pay a yearly subscription to be a part of this. And she tapped her content marketing network inside there in a Slack channel and said, hey, does anybody have a video production agency that they've worked with that they really, really loved? And we're looking to do some stuff that's a little bit more whimsical, stuff that's a little bit more out there. So if somebody kind of fits that vibe, I'd love to get a, a kind of a word of mouth referral and boom. So it's not that it's anything new, 
Word of mouth referrals and word of mouth marketing and sales is something that's been around since the beginning of economies. But I can tell you that that is definitely starting to kind of take a hold in the virtual space. And so that's what we're also trying to tap into is building our community so that anytime somebody has a need for a digital document or e-signature solution, they're like, hey, I like those folks over at Pandora. They're pretty funny. They're always popping up in my feed. I always see that dumb guy, Travis, and his co, you know, co-partner, Patrick, doing silly stuff. And they're, you know, they're top of mind. I, maybe I'll go check them out. I have an e-signature need. Let me see what their product is. Oh, their product has a kick-ass UI. Oh, it's affordable. Oh, has really good reviews. You know what? I'll just do a free trial. Oh, that's, kind of, that's kind of the thought process. So a long-winded answer, but I hope that helps, Brad. That's amazing. So, so for those listening, maybe we could go into some more of the tactical aspects of this. What are the things that you do? Uh, break it down for us in terms of the content you produce, release, where it's at, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I would say Panamac does a really good job of working on company-wide OKRs. And I always forget what the heck an OKR. It's similar to a KPI, right? Like it's, it's basically what is our, our true north as an organization? And then how does that carry down into different departments, and we've got, a, you know, those that we're working on quarter after quarter that are really important to us. And I have decided, along with my team, that we also want to make sure that our content has a strategy and a strategy that kind of incorporates the company's core values, which are L-I-F-E, life, uh, learning, impact, fun, and empathy. And we want to create content after serving a lot of our folks, both customers and prospects, we wanted to see not just what kind of content, but have a why behind our content. So mm-hmm. for example, if I'm creating a three-minute video just because somebody wants a video, it doesn't necessarily mean a whole lot. But if it falls in line with the L, learning, and it's a video on the top five ways that our customers create proposals that's, you know, that close 78% of the time. Yeah. That's a learning video. That's going to drive a lot of traction, show off the product and deliver an answer to somebody's question. So our framework and our strategy is pretty simple. It's nothing too crazy. We have a content marketing framework built around life and around our quarterly company OKRs. I'll take, for example, last quarter, one of our biggest OKRs as a company was that we were trying to migrate a large percentage of our customer base from our old platform, an older version of our platform, we called it version one, to a new version of Panadoc that has a sleeker UI, that has a bunch of enhanced features that the editor and document creator is like way better, but we still had a bunch of people stuck on the old version. And they were like, hey, content marketing, engagement marketing guy, Travis, let's have you create a video that explains to people why the heck they need to convert. Because as a company, it's we're losing a lot of money because our customer success team is working out of two you know, separate systems. We need everybody to be on one system. And so created a pretty fun, kick-ass informative video. And that's, yeah, I think that's a kind of a good example of how we work together uh, to incorporate our company's values and the kind of departmental OKRs on a quarterly basis behind every video and every piece of content that we make. 
I love that. If we think about the promotional aspect of all this content, uh, obviously you've talked about a few different channels. What are the ones that are at the forefront of your mind and, and what really drives a lot of that engagement in terms of channels and promotion and all that? Yeah, so like I was alluding to earlier, our demand generation team is separate from this engagement marketing team. And our demand gen, they have lead goals that they're trying to hit quarter after quarter after quarter. So we still do have some of these kind of more traditional marketing funnel metrics that are extremely vital to our company's health and to our longevity. And what we have seen is that where we were crushing it with the 2006 HubSpot model of owning SEO, owning organic search. And we started to probably about three to five years ago, started really owning the paid SEO space as well. We're starting to see a plateau. It's getting more and more challenging to rank in those top four to five spots that are below the paid four to five spots on a search engine. So with that in mind and looking at like the three to five year progression, we're like, hey guys, what's the second largest search engine in the world? YouTube. All right. Well then let's double down on YouTube and let's create a channel that's going to answer questions. That's going to provide fun and entertainment. It's going to make an impact and show that we have empathy. Again, going back to our four main core values as an organization and the good news is it's paying off. We are seeing an abundance of traffic that is going from YouTube onto the Panadoc website and eventually making their way through our funnel and becoming paid customers. And so while we're seeing traditional content channels of SEO and paid kind of going like this, we're starting to see YouTube go like this. And we really think that's the, the future of where we're going. That's amazing. So what, what should other marketers out there listening, uh, maybe they're really early in this journey, they're thinking about a media arm, you know, maybe doing a lot of this stuff. What should they be thinking about when it comes to approaching this, starting out? What are the things to focus on and think about early on in that journey? Yeah, great question. I made a post on LinkedIn a day or two ago, and I said, everybody wants to be like Dave Gearhart. And everybody wants to be, you know, B2B SaaS influencer like Chris Walker from Refine Lab. Shout out Chris Walker. We've had him on the show before. Awesome guy. And a Panama customer. But those guys spent years cultivating a point of view that was so unique to their experience. And so you can't just go out there and copy what these guys are doing because they're already doing it. And so you're not going to be that successful and it's not going to be great. So what I would say to people who are just getting started and who want to really invest in this stuff is constantly be asking yourself, why the hell should anybody even care what I have to say? What's my angle? What is my unique perspective? For us at Panadoc and me and my podcast, it's humor. I do improv comedy and have for a number of years. I have, you know, I have a cult following of comedians that I follow their podcasts on. I listen to on a weekly basis. I really have my finger on the pulse when it comes to the comedy world. I said, why am I out here trying to always be so serious? Why don't I create something that's a little bit more in line with me and who I am? So that's why we created a business comedy podcast. 
and have me hosting it along with my voluptuous and amazing, hilarious, intelligent co-host, Patrick Downs. Shout out, Patrick. And together we combine our marketing worlds and our sales worlds to talk about those things. So my advice, create a unique perspective. I think about Chris Walker and and every time I was listening to his podcast, I was just wanting to know what his background was. Because I was like, how did this guy get to be where he is today? And when you hear his story, and he alludes to it on some of the earlier episodes of the show, he's jaded, man. Like that guy went through the shit that a lot of people in business go through, which is like, he got so fed up with his ideas being shut down, the old school way of doing things being kind of what everybody was like, that's cute. You want to do that, but we're going to stick with what we know. And he got frustrated and left and started his own company. And like, that was such a cool story. And so create and find your story, find your unique position. It doesn't have to be funny. doesn't have to be serious. It can be whatever it is that's your unique perspective. I love that. That's amazing. Well, as we wrap up here, any last thoughts, words of wisdom, key takeaways for the audience? Listening? Don't be afraid to, tr- you have to find a balance between not being afraid to try new things, but also not chasing the shiny object. Mm-hmm. When the pandemic hit, I got hit up by my CEO, shout out to Makita, um, and a few other people that were like, Travis, I love what you're doing with the podcast, but you guys need to be on Clubhouse. And I was like, all right, well, let me go check out what Clubhouse is. And I sat in on a few Clubhouses and I was like, I think I get it, but I don't really know what to do with this. Like, I've been listening to podcasts for a very long time. I've been listening to NPR since I was a kid. And that I understand and that I see the value and that I know how to do this other stuff. Not so sure. And multiple people hounding me need to be on clubhouse, need to be on clubhouse. So I got with my director of engagement marketing, Andre, and I was like, Hey man, everyone keeps saying I need to be on clubhouse. And he was like, dude, we've decided to go all in on the podcast and all in on LinkedIn. So that's what we're going to stick with. And we're going to ride it for at least six months to a year. And we're going to see what happens. And we have seen, extraordinary growth on building a community on, on social media. And, and we've seen some awesome results from this podcast that we started. We have three of our 15 guests. Again, we're, we're pretty early. I only started this in February. Three out of the 15 guests are now Panadoc customers and nice. we're not before. And it's not, the point of the podcast is not to make everybody a Panadoc customer. It's just to let, like, if they have that need to at least give us a shot and check it out. But if not, just have a good time and become my friend. So I would say finding that balance between chasing the shiny objects, the clubhouses of the world, uh, where I saw a lot of people go there, put a lot of effort into it, and then nothing. It went dead quiet over there. To sticking with what you know and kind of picking a lane that you're good at and going with it. So like for me, I spent probably the first six months of the pandemic glued to TikTok, just loving it and thinking, Dude, you're 30 years old. What the hell are you doing on TikTok? This is where Gen Z goes to dance. And then sure enough, you know, three weeks ago, I had a TikTok with over half a million views that Patrick and I did together that had thousands of comments and over 50,000 likes. And now we've, you know, people are going to go start checking out more of our TikToks and laughing at, at what we're doing and go to check out our podcast, see the friends we're making, like, Brad's my friend now. So like it, it's introducing me to a community. So again, 
not to, to hash too much, finding that sweet spot between sticking with what you've decided to give a shot and chasing the shiny thing and finding that, that sweet, sweet middle ground. That's amazing. Well, thanks so much for joining, Travis. This has been a pleasure and such great wisdom and information here. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Brad. Thanks so much for having me. And forgot to tell you, I'm digging your shirt today. Thanks. Um, I really like that shirt. But <laughs> yes, this has been fun. I'm glad you and I got the chance to connect. And uh, for everybody out there, hope you guys enjoyed this. You got some, some good stuff out of it. Go check out our podcast, Customer Engagement Lab. And give Brad some love here. Make sure you give him five stars on Apple Podcasts because he's the man. Thanks.